With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. It's a Monday, and that means best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Your opportunity to dial us up. Operator Tyler standing by, 877-3DP-SHOW. The return of Reggie Aloysius Miller Jr. the third later on today. The former number two overall pick by the Chargers in 1998, Ryan Leaf, will stop by coming up next hour. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at DP Show. Say good morning, good morning to those who are watching on Peacock, our streaming partner. Download the app. You can watch for free. Also, radio affiliates numbering 390 cities around America. Got something special for you for Mother's Day. I'm going to take care of you here because if I said, what did you get for your wife or your mom or mother-in-law for Mother's Day, you probably don't remember last year. You will this year. Details coming up this Wednesday. Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Tonight, Bucks at the Heat, Grizzlies at the Lakers, and it's NFL Draft Week. I love NFL Draft Week, especially when I don't know exactly what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen at the top. It'll be Bryce Young. And then the draft starts at number two. I've been saying that for about 10 days now, and I firmly believe that. Are they going to get squirrely in Houston and take a quarterback? Are they going to trade? Are they going to take a defensive player? What's going to happen at three with Arizona? They're probably not going to stay there. They'd like to trade out of that. Four, the Colts, what do they do? Is Seattle going to go into the deep end and take Anthony Richardson, number five overall? Where's Jalen Carter go? Hendon Hooker, Bijan Robinson, Will Levis. It's going to get interesting. And it's harder to project how good a quarterback is going to be nowadays if they're only playing for one year, starting for one year. I always look at Will Levis. He was at Penn State. He couldn't start at Penn State. Went to Kentucky with sort of a feel-good story and then didn't play great last year. C.J. Stroud at Ohio State feels like he's dropping, but as a scout told me uh, on Saturday, he might be falling to where he's supposed to be in the first place. Because keep in mind, when we start with these mock drafts, and there'll be a mock draft the day after the draft for next year, now all of a sudden you put somebody up there. And then when they start to fall, you go, hey, what's going on here? Well, 
this is when you get a real good, a true identity of these players. Now, when the professionals come in and they get a chance to see them, look at tape, work them out, interview them, all of these things. Because you can put out a mock draft. That doesn't mean that the people putting out the mock drafts are talking to these players, breaking them down, in, you know, sort of in the sense of how an NFL team approaches this. So you have this media vacuum where you're going to have a mock draft. And they're going to start right now, and it's going to be a year from now when they come out. But when you start to fall or somebody starts to rise, that might be where they should have been in the first place. Teams don't put out mock drafts. It's people in the media. They've created a cottage industry. And therefore, C.J. Stroud might be the 10th best player, 20th best player in this draft. But rookie contracts, that's why we're going to have five quarterbacks probably taken in the first round. That wasn't always the case. You know, Joe Montana was a third-round draft pick, and he played at Notre Dame. If Joe Montana was coming out now, even though Joe wasn't great at Notre Dame, he had great moments at Notre Dame, but he would be a first-round draft pick because you take a chance on a rookie contract with a guy who played at a high-profile school. That's just what's going on. You know, is Hendon Hooker a first-round draft pick? Probably not, but in today's NFL, sure. Anthony Richardson, a project, probably wouldn't be taken in the first round. And he's not expensive. The draft is different now. Used to be, Sam Bradford, here's your $50 million signing bonus, and you haven't played in the NFL. And you're thinking, how mind-boggling is that? How backwards do they have it? Hey, you haven't proven? Come on in, here's $50 million. Now you get a signing bonus, but it, it doesn't, you know, you're not hemorrhaging money. By the way, I, I uh, greatly underestimated how much he got when he came into the NFL. $78 million for Sam Bradford. <laughs> Coming off shoulder, so, he had surgery. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he got hurt in, uh, early at that season, I think. Got a separated shoulder the season before, and then all of a sudden you're going, yeah, here's all this money. Come on in. Now make some magic. They say good things come to those who wait. The Mercedes-Benz SUV family proves otherwise. Takes no time at all to set up a test drive. Your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Sixers sweep the Nets. Suns up 3-1 on the Clippers. Heat up 2-1 on the Bucks. Lakers up 2-1 on the Grizzlies. The Knicks up 3-1 on the Cavs. And the Warriors and Kings are tied at two apiece. There was a lot of fun, though, over the weekend. Um... I watched a little bit of the Sixers against the Nets. Uh, I had a slow weekend. Suns in the Clippers. Heat in the Bucks is interesting. You know, is Giannis going to come back coming up tonight? Because uh, Milwaukee is uh, favored by five and a half in the game against Miami. The Grizzlies are getting four and a half against the Lakers. The Lakers are going to make the headlines because... Well, it's LeBron, and everybody was waiting for the Dylan Brooks showdown. Is LeBron going to go for 40? Little Seton O'Connor. Turns out not. No. Seton O'Connor opened up a DraftKings account. He was going all in, $100 to win 700 And I said, don't do it. LeBron is not going to bite on that. He's not going to go for 40 That's what Dylan Brooks wants. Well, LeBron uh, had this to say, first of all, starting with the reporter's question. I just wondered what type of statement you felt like you made with your game tonight. Me? What type of statement I made? No, I've been doing this too long. I don't, I'm, I'm making no statements. Uh, you know, we had an opportunity to come home and play well on our home floor, and we did that. You know, so 
no statement was made. You know, we just uh, wanted to play well, and we got to got to win, and we want to try to do that in game four as well. But I don't, I, don't, I don't need to make statements. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, Dylan Brooks wanted him. He he wanted to bait him. He wanted him to play differently than he's supposed to. All of a sudden, LeBron comes out. He's got eight quick points. Then he goes to twelve. Seaton's hitting refresh, refresh. Oh, dude, I was like, he started out, I was like, I don't know, eight points or something. I was like, yes, dude, he's totally going to do it. And he got to 12 points, I remember specifically, and I kept, I couldn't watch the game anymore, so I kept hitting refresh, and it was like 12 points, 12 points, 12 points, 12 points. Everybody else's totals are going up. Like, damn it! Come on, LeBron! And then Dylan Brooks gets tossed for uh, hitting LeBron in the groin, and then Dylan Brooks didn't talk after the game, but then before a shoot-around had this to say. I've been dealing with this two years now. It is what it is. The fans can talk whatever they want to. It doesn't matter to me. When you say you've been, doing, you've been dealing with this for the past few years, what is this? What do you mean by that? The media making me a villain. The fans making me a villain. And then that just creates a whole different persona on me. So now you think I intended to hit LeBron James in the nuts. I'm playing basketball, a basketball player. Okay. Don't, don't cry if you get attention after crying out for attention. It's like putting out a sex tape and saying, hey, people are seeing me naked. Like, you averaged 18 last year, and you can be a good player in this league for quite some time. You wanted attention. This is what happens. You're the third child. I'm the third child in my family. You are the third best player on your team. John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., the third. And then you. And then Desmond Bain. You want attention. Look at Draymond Green. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. How do I get some attention? I'm playing really well. Well, you do this. Dennis Rodman, Jordan Pippen. I'll get more attention than all of these guys. I just do this. Now, he was a better player when there was no baggage attached to Rodman when he first started out, but he, he made a name for himself worldwide by getting rebounds, coloring his hair, and dating Madonna. Dylan Brooks is a wannabe. You want to be famous. Well, embrace it then. Be the bad guy. You don't talk after the game? No. Embrace it. Are you a fake tough guy? Because that's what it sounds like. Hey, it's the media. Did the, did the media tell you to hit LeBron on the groin? Because I'm not sure. Help me understand that. Embrace it. You want to be a bad guy? You want to be a tough guy? Then take the Draymond Green route. And don't skip the media. You want it. You got it. Embrace it. Soft. Skipping the media is super soft. Yeah. Come on. That's super soft. I mean, you can blame anybody you want, right? I mean, that's like, okay, whatever. That's just kind of lame. But not talking after the game is super soft. I would just change my name to Villain Brooks instead of Dylan Brooks. All okay. Right? All right, thank I like you. That. Yeah, just embrace it. And then you could follow Draymond Green into WWE. I mean, come on. And he's a good player. But you don't – sometimes you forget. Like Draymond Green yesterday. He does little things that are wonderful. It's like, I'm going to guard the point guard. I'm going to get a block here. I'm going to get a rebound here. I'm going to switch off. I'm going to make a great pass. 
all of those things. You know, nobody, nobody, they don't make the highlights. People aren't talking about that. But if you love basketball, no basketball, you're looking at little things that he does. And he's a, can be a great player, smart player. Dylan Brooks, you want to be Draymond Green? Then embrace it because Draymond has. Yes, he I'm not going to address it here. I'm saving it for my podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> It'll all be in my podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Also, don't go three for 13 when you're on the court. Well, that's Dang. another thing. Yeah, try hitting Come some on. shots. Yeah. Because that's what you were. Was nice that Draymond? Or? No, oh, that, no, that's Dylan. That's Dylan Villain Brooks. Brooks. No. Villain Brooks there. The nut shot was the best play of the night for him. So Lakers up 2-1 in the Grizzlies. The Knicks are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Can't you feel it? Who's with me? Who's with me on the Knicks? Let's go! (laughs) (laughs) Knicks up 3-1 on the Cavs. Um, You know, the only thing interesting with the Celtics, they're up 3-1 on the Hawks. DeJounte Murray bumped an official, and uh, that's the only reason why I bring up that series is, and he definitely bumps the official. He leans in and and bumps him, makes contact. That's going to cost you a little bit. Uh, The Nuggets tried to go for the sweep. Uh, Anthony Edwards was spectacular. I like how he goes for, what, 34, and, and and it's an exciting 34. The Joker goes for 43, and it's a business like 43. Just like, uh, excuse me, I'm going to put up 43, bring my briefcase and my uh, three-piece suit, and I walk in, I get 43. Meanwhile, Anthony Edwards is style points. He's like John Morant, and he is a wonderful, wonderfully talented player. It's just he's on a team that really has no idea. You know, the trade for Rudy Gobert, to me, was mind-boggling. It's even more mind-boggling because he's not a good player. I guess he has his moments there. But when you're supposed to be a defensive player, like that's what your calling card is, then play great defense. And I still don't understand what what their direction was and is with that franchise. But uh, the Nuggets lose that game, and Bucks at the Heat, Grizzlies, Lakers, and of course NFL Draft Week. What's the poll question today, Seton O'Connor? Well, we could start negative if you'd like. Mm. That's always fun. Who had the worst Ooh, weekend? How, okay, Paulie sent this one over. All right, uh, he has Dylan Brooks. Clippers, uh, other, I would put DeJounte Murray in there. He, he might have had a bad weekend. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad actually putting this guy in because I wouldn't say it was a bad weekend, but he did lose the fight, Ryan Garcia. Yeah, he got hit with a body blow, and then he couldn't breathe. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. And especially because of all the hype leading up to it, um, which this is a great matchup. I hope that they fight again seven more times, um, but... But Tank said he was going to knock him out in the seventh round, and he did. We just don't have many great boxing matches anymore. At least these two dudes, like, they talk trash. They clearly know how to use social media. They just, they, they yeah. had built up a lot of hype leading into it that, yeah. you know. Yeah, Paul. But did you see after the fight, Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis, they were, like, hugging and kissing. Their families were talking. They were trading phone numbers. I'm not kidding. Yeah. They were trading phone numbers. They were in each other's lockers. That is not the way you sell the tension of the next fight that... <laughs> These guys are going to go out to brunch together on Sunday after yeah, but, beating each other but up. But when they get in the ring, oh. that's all I care about. Right. but It's like when Isaiah and Magic kiss before the game. Yeah. Okay, I don't like that. But once the game started, then you can kiss my you-know-what. you got to fake like you don't like the guy you're fighting. I think you got to – you're trading cell phones. I'll hold, give me your number. See, okay. I thought that was kind of nice. I thought it was like a good moment. It was like, you know, like a good sportsmanship moment of like, yeah, okay, we just 
Yeah. You know, yeah, you got me, but. Who would have thought our good sportsmanship would come in boxing, yeah. not in basketball or baseball? You know, that, that sports where you might expect a little bit more of that in boxing. You know, they're gentlemen there. That uh, might be our new poll question. Exchanging numbers after a boxing match ooh. is soft or sportsmanship. Mm. That's oh. the poll question. Soft or sportsmanship. That's a new, <laughs> that's our new segment. But is that sportsmanship? I think it's just business. I think that all that is is transactional. Well, I mean, like, yeah, these dudes know, like, okay, so let's do this again. Let's keep getting but, more rich. But you can't do it in front of people. Then it, then, then it might be like, wait. You know, because I've been to those fights or the weigh-ins and the press conference, and then they, you know, they're always going at each other, like, oh, my God, this is going to be an unbelievable fight. And then Mike Tyson would knock him out in the first round. You know, hey, you know, Mitch Blood Green, like I'm coming at you, Mike. I'm like, oh boy, this isn't gonna end well. But you, you get that kind of kind of fake press conference there, where oh, if if there weren't seven guys in front of me, I'd kill you right here. All right, let me take a break. All fired up. A lot of things to talk about. And Reggie's back. Always good to have Reg back in the uh, lineup there. Ryan Leaf will join us here in the man cave. Your phone calls, as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend. Let's take a break. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Ryan Leaf, ESPN College Football NFL analyst and works for Westwood One. He's busy. 
Did Second it. overall pick by the Chargers back in the 1998 draft. And uh, also the CEO of Ram Consultant Incorporated, college and NFL analyst. you got a lot of things going on. And uh, your podcast bust, the Ryan Leaf story. Let me start here because it feels like there's a feud that's been going on with you and the former GM of the Colts, Bill Polian, for a long, long time. Now, how did it start and why are we still talking about the 1998 draft? Well, it's the 25th anniversary, so it's been a quarter century. Um, and so people were talking about it a lot. And uh, he went on a uh, podcast for the 33rd team. Uh, it's um, a bunch of uh, you know former GMs and coaches and things like that talk about what's going on in the NFL. And, and uh, you know, <clears throat> relive the, the draft story from, from 25 years ago. And unfortunately, there's been a story that has been out there for a long, long time that when I was asked what I would do after I was drafted, my response to the Colts at the time was that uh, when they when they asked, when can you be in the facility? Can you be in, you know, you could be there a week afterwards. And my response apparently was, uh, I can't, I can't be there. Um, me and my boys have a trip to Vegas for seven to ten days. Is that true? No, I've, I've never... Uh, spoken. I had never spoken to Bill Polian. I'd never spoken to Bruce Arians. I'd never spoken to uh, uh, Jim Moore Sr. Uh, I missed my meeting at the Combine because of an MRI. It became a big deal. And then uh, at my pro day, I didn't speak with any of them. I just went out and balled and spent most of my time with the Chiefs and the uh, Chargers that day with June Jones. Did so, you not want to go to the Colts? I didn't care. But did you want to go to the Chargers? Didn't care. It, either one for me was fine. Uh, I wasn't pushing for either. Uh, Lee Steinberg, in his book, pushed a narrative that we weren't interested in going to Indianapolis. But I thought you told us years ago that you sort of tanked your interview with the Colts. Never had an interview. Or you bailed on them. That was Lee. That was Lee. I had an MRI with uh, the Chicago Bears. And uh, so I missed the meeting, uh, assumed that we would just do it again the next morning. But Jim Moore Sr. uh, threw a big fit uh, in the media, and it was a big story. And I was just like, what this is... This is absurd. Okay, but is your agent responsible for this? Or yes. Is, or is Bill Polian? No, my agent is. Uh, I found out a few things over the last week. Uh, Bill Polian and I talked this week after I got after him a little bit. Oh, he called you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we wanted to have a conversation. Uh, Apologies? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think that uh, my wife and I were in the car. We just dropped the kid off at school and he called, so she was with me in the drive. She loves to just type on notes things I should say, and she shows it to me as I, <laughs> as I drive. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was good. Adults had a conversation. I was, you know, I think the biggest thing is I didn't think I was worthwhile enough for the longest time to have my own back. I don't, maybe didn't think I – I had a chance in Houston at the Houston Super Bowl. Uh, McLovin and I and, his, and our wives were at uh, Lee Steinberg's party, and I'm at the urinal, and up walks next to me is Bruce Arians. And I remember thinking in my mind at the time, I'm like – it's perfect time to confront him. About, of course, about, in the urinal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't say anything. I still. It was like I don't know, two years, three years out of prison, and I just still felt kind of, still like a kind of a pos. And so uh, I just didn't have the backbone to do it. I have a little more resolve right now. I like who I see in the mirror. So I just on last week, I just said I was fed up with it. I'm tired of the revisionist history. This could never have happened. Never have happened. We never met. Uh, so I let it let it be known. And I think there was a really good response from it. And I think it made me. You know, it made me feel better about myself and finally sticking up for myself. Yeah, because it does feel like that everybody in the Colts war room 
wanted to take Peyton Manning and not you, and that's not the case. No. No, that I was told that they had it might have been split because you had more talent than Peyton. You in my in my opinion, you had more ability than Peyton. You had more mobility. You didn't have the approach that he had, and that's what's made him one of the great quarterbacks of all time. I, I did have the approach. I watched film like crazy. I loved practice. I did all the things. I just was unprepared for what how money was going to change me. You cannot quantify okay. you can't quantify that variable at any point. Now I do think that's changing with NIL. I think you're gonna start to get an understanding from some of these guys when they make millions of dollars while in college. But how did money change you? Uh, the idea that uh, success was money, power, and prestige. I don't know where, I f- where that was taught to me. It wasn't from my father. It wasn't from where I grew up. But it was that that made me more important than you. And I didn't have to listen to anybody. So you didn't have to lower yourself to a reporter asking you a question. Right. I was, I was rich and famous, and I played football. If that you made- had gone to a different franchise, any better? No. Oh, you you were who you were, and money was going to change you. Money and the other variable you can't quantify, and for me, we couldn't. How was I going to deal with failure at the very highest level? What if I would have led the uh, league in interceptions my rookie year, like Peyton did? How would I have dealt with that? Probably horribly, because yes. I saw that as failure. Yes. So those were the two things. Now, if I went to Indianapolis with Marshall Falk and Marvin Harrison, may have my character defects been let's say, Disguised. Not, not seen for yeah. a little while longer. But geographic change for somebody like me, it doesn't matter. No matter where I go, there I am. And so if I'm the problem, I have to fix me before any of it can be realized in a positive way. So I don't, I don't like the revisionist history around my talent, uh, my, my approach. Okay. Um, I think the things that need to be talked about was the idea that um, – Everything was going to be easy, like it, like I thought it had been in college and in high school, which it wasn't. I worked my tail off, but I just, in my mind, thought I could just go out and do what I did my whole life. And but that- I, I always say this, and, and this comes from a source who, who's a scout, who said, I always want to see the series after you threw an interception. Like, that tells me more about you than I'm going to stand back there behind a great offensive line, great wide receivers, and I'm just going to throw touchdown passes. I want to see when you fail and you respond that that tells him a lot about, and he's, he's scouting for AFC teams right now. But looking at this draft, like I'm not sure about Anthony Richardson. Talent, but he wasn't talent enough to dominate in college. Nope. C.J. Stroud, it's hard to assess an Ohio State quarterback. These are the best wide receivers. They're be- they, have right- they have a better wide receiving core than a, a few NFL teams. Yes, they do. Um, Will Levis couldn't start at Penn State. Hedden Hooker's 25 coming off ACL. I I mean, how many quarterbacks should be drafted in the first round? Not will be, but should be. I only have two first-round grades on quarterbacks in this class, okay. and that's Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I have a... Uh, Are they close? I think so, yes. I, for the longest time, saw him as the first overall pick to Carolina just because of his size, because of his accuracy. All is the he things. falling? He is... I think in the lot, eyes of a lot of the media, I have a call. I had a call with uh, um, somebody pretty close to the Carolina Panthers this last week, and uh, you know the the S two test, you know, threw a threw a wrench into now the, the conversation. That. Now this is for quarterbacks. Yeah, it's so the Wonderlick was an all encompassing test that was taken by everybody for the longest time at the combine. They've 
because of new data and new ways to uh, do different things, this was more of a um, reactive test. In real time. In real time. And um, scores got leaked last week. And C.J. Stroud's score was not. But explain to me how this, you know, since we'll never be in that room, what it, what's it look like when you go into the room to take this test? It's almost like a whack-a-mole. You know, you, 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 it pops up, you hit it, right? So but it's all visual. That- it's there, you're, you're, you're standing, there's the red light, there's boom, your reaction is peripheral, okay? So this is red light, green light type? Type of things and, and reactionary okay. to things, stimuli. When something does this, how do you react to that? Safety drops down to the strong side, you wheel back and throw a backside eight cut uh, for the post, things like that. Um, San Diego had me do something very similar. It wasn't called the S2 at the time when I went down there for... Uh, really a kind of a cognitive um, a reactionary drill, and I killed it. Like, the peripheral for me was was really good. Um, our Wonderlick test, Peyton and I were identical. So, again, it's all these things. Um, I don't know if I put a ton of stock in it. He sure looked good reactionary while he was at Ohio State, yeah. you know, throwing touchdowns. Uh, and so I, I, I like him a lot. I, I think that he can be a good pro quarterback. I, I thought with him having Frank Reich, uh, Josh McNow – and Jim Caldwell in place, I thought that was a really good fit for him. I think it will be for Bryce Young, too. I suspect both of them will be the first two quarterbacks. But do teams, still. let's say the Colts, who would leak this? Because we know, you know, strategy leading up to the draft, and there's there's stuff that comes out, and like Will Levis, you know, his side of things, the Colts side of things. Like, I don't, I don't discount anybody in a situation like this. Like, why did this get out? Why is it getting out now? And... Who's it benefit? Well, I, I think there could have been some blowback from Carolina folks if they were if they didn't take CJ Stroud. I really do. And so this may be a way for them to, you know Oh, they're validating their pick by saying this is why we didn't take CJ. Yep. Okay. I do think that has something to do with it. And I also think there was some of that involved with what uh the cold strategy was for me. I, I I think a lot of people may have been upset if they didn't draft me first overall. Well, hey. Here's all the stories we got for you. You know, this is this is why we didn't do it. And there was never really a, uh, you know, a, a chance. I think Jim, Jim Irsay really, um, you know, I think he he really wanted me, and we probably understand why. We're both very impulsive individuals, uh, and so uh, that makes a little more sense 25 years later. And him and I've had a conversation about it. I asked him the question. I was hosting Rich Eisen show one time, and I had Jim on, and I asked him the question: How like how close was I to being a cult? And he was, uh, uh, he said, I talked to a, uh, a guy that I trusted imme- immensely in the NFL, who had been in the NFL for a long time, and he flat out told me, you, you, you can't pass on this leak, kid. And I said, well, good thing you, good thing you didn't <laughs> listen to him. So I do think there's, I think there's something to that. I think there's leverage. I think there's understanding about winning the PR battle. I do think now that uh, I put my mock out a week ago and I had C.J. Stroud as the number one overall pick, uh, and then Houston making a couple moves to try to get the second and third pick. I think that changes now, of course. Um, I, I do think Bryce Young goes number one overall. Yeah, I'm, I, Anthony Richardson, once again, uh, got a lot of ability. Will Levis looks like a, a guy who's going to play a quarterback in a movie. Hendon Hooker I like a lot, but he's 25 coming off ACL. Yep. I got, I'm just trying to figure this out. That, you know, Bryce Young, you know, he's small. I just want to know if you can play. I think, and I think that the, the two guys at the top have, have showed that they, they can play. And I think Hendon Hooker has shown he can play. Yeah. Four interceptions in the last two years. Guy is accurate. 
Some people have questions because of what Josh Heupel's offense is like in terms of how it translates to the next level. I had somebody who said that Heupel put him in a position to succeed. Well, I would hope so. I, I know, but right? I, that's, but that was, you know, once again, you got like Baker Mayfield when he's at Oklahoma. Hey, Lincoln Riley put him in a position to succeed. What does that even mean? Wouldn't you do that <laughs> as a head coach? No, but then, then can he succeed on his own when he doesn't have Lincoln Riley or when you don't have Josh Heupel? When you go into the NFL, and let's say you have a head coach who's defensive-minded, not offensive-minded. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there's so many variables that go into a successful NFL quarterback. The right spot, the right coach, the right uh, personnel, how do you deal with failure, all these things. And I do not think that the organizations actually take as much accountability as they should when they label a guy a bust. Let's say Anthony Richardson goes to the Colts, and they want to hold him. They want to... Keep him on the bench. Let him learn. But Gardner Minshew struggles. The town starts clamoring for him to come in. He comes in, pulls a Malik Willis, doesn't look like he's prepared, ready to go. All of a sudden, that disappears. And now, because of the rookie salary cap, Indianapolis is back in the market a year from now, looking at Caleb Williams or Michael Penix Jr. or Drake May, and everybody's just like, you know, Anthony Richardson the bust. Well, guess what? Anthony Richardson probably shouldn't be drafted in the first round. In no. fact, I have a third-round grade on him. So, if that's the case... You're doing this. You're doing him a disservice unless you have a plan ready for him. And I don't know if anybody else out there at all is advocating for something like this. Maybe it's because I went through what I went through, but I don't want to see anybody else fail. I don't want to see them. be. Well, he could go to Seattle and sit for two years. You, you think? Well, you, beca- yeah. You better have a plan in place. It better be executed rock solid when you draft him. If you're wishy-washy with it, then that's on you. Yeah. Caleb Williams, if he came out this year, would be the number one overall draft pick. And I do think Michael Penix Jr. would be the number two overall pick. The Washington yes. quarterback who transferred from India. I really think he has a chance to be the best Pac-12 quarterback next year and be the Heisman Trophy winner if he has the season he had last. Led the nation in passing. He's got his receivers back. Wow. This is going to be an unbelievable Pac-12 season in terms of quarterback play. I mean, you have Bo Nix. You have DJU at Oregon State. Uh, under Jonathan Smith, you have Caleb Williams. You have Cam Rising when he comes back. Yeah. Um, Michael Penix Jr. The Pac-12 is is loaded. What we saw this year from the SEC in terms of quarterbacks for next year's draft, we're going to see it in the Pac-12 next year. You know who I love, and he's not going to get love, the UCLA quarterback. I got him as my number four guy. I got him second round grade. I really like him. But, you know, since I've moved to Connecticut, you and I are kind of on the same page I know, that's scary. (laughs) That's scary. (laughs) We have certain tendencies, but not other tendencies. Uh, I like uh, like the way you think there, too. Tons of starts, tons of uh, experience. Played in a pro-style offense Kelly. with Chip Kelly. I know. I, I like he's got velocity for a smaller guy. He can move. I mean, if you put him in a in an offense similar to what we saw Shane Steichen do a year ago with Jalen Hurts, they remind me a ton of, of each yes, other. A yes, lot of I each agree. other. So I don't think he'll go in the second round. I think you'll get a steal with him maybe in the third, early fourth, and he can end up in a place where ultimately I, I'd know, love to see him in Baltimore. So would I. If you didn't have Lamar and you decided, I mean, maybe I'm overselling. I just, I like what I saw. And and uh, I hope he gets an opportunity and he's not waiting on that third day. Before I let you go, Bijan Robinson should be taken where will be taken. Uh, with his talent, he should be a top 10 pick easily. But the running back position is so devalued. Yeah, but if I make him Debo Samuel, now he's different. I got to make, like, I, if I'm a running back, I want to be going in as the hybrid. I want to be that kind of running back. He is, but they still aren't willing to. Now, I will say this. 
being able to draft a player because of the rookie salary cap and get a fifth-year option and most likely add a franchise tag. You may have them for seven years yeah. on a limited amount of money. Yes. And if that's the way you're thinking and you think it's a piece, by all means. I have him going to the Dallas Cowboys around 20, what, 26. Yeah. Um, he might go to the Falcons. Yeah. He might go up early. Arthur Smith needs to do something. I don't know what he's got on Arthur Blank, but I've never seen a guy that's been so mediocre in his first two years. You know, you know, just kind of kind of just sliding by through everything. He better win this year. There's got to be a conversation around that. He's Ryan Leaf. Always great to see you. You too. You make us smarter. His uh, Sirius XM radio show, NFL, ESPNU, Pac-12 radio, and uh, the podcast, Bust, the Ryan Leaf story, and uh, work in the draft, college football, NFL analyst. Ryan Leaf, thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? along with my fellow pro bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Reggie Miller, the uh, Hall of Famer. He's on the call for Miami (laughs) And Milwaukee tonight, and you are back. 
I'm back, baby. <laughs> the gang is all back. Polly. Thank you, Polly. Way to bring it, baby. Yeah, Way to bring it. Yeah, Polly goes, uh, Reggie sent me a text about a song he wants to pl- have played. A walk up. You got a walk up song. I wanted a walk up song. It's been a while, so anytime it's been a while, you got to have a walk up song. And that's LL Cool J. All right. I'm badass. Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Here, first of all, let me ask you a question. All right. When did hitting dudes in the junk become a thing? What, did they not what, do it in what, your day? No, but maybe they did. Uh, here's my thinking. Because of technology and everything has gone to video replay, you have the ability to do that. Maybe, guy, well, guys are getting caught now. Maybe they did it back in my day because we didn't have these modern advances. So maybe they did, but th- this is weird, don't you think? Well, Chris Paul's been doing it for quite some time, right? This isn't just now with Dylan Brooks or Joel no, I don't think it's just now. Well, I'm going back to when I played. I okay. didn't play with Chris Paul. Okay. So... This this generation, he's part of this generation. But so when did this generation? But let me ask you about the the villain now, as opposed to the villain when you play. Because Draymond Green wants to be a villain; he embraces it. Dylan Brooks is blaming the media that now he's being viewed as a villain. <laughs> I embrace it. If you know, if you're Dylan Brooks and you want to be known for this, because nobody cares if you score 18 points, but they care about you, or you you get people talking about you. Back in your day. A villain was, what, a tough guy? Charles Oakley, Rick Mahorn, Anthony Mason. but My Davis boys. Yeah, but, um, but they weren't here's being. The, here, here's the thing about being a villain, because there's being a villain and being a villain was game. I think I was vilified, but I had game. I talked a lot of trash, but I could back it up. I don't think Draymond Green is a villain because – to me, I put him in the same categories of someone like a Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was a villain, but Dennis Rodman had game. He could back it up. Draymond Green has game. You're not a defensive player of the year if you don't have a game. You don't win four championships. And I know people are going to say, well, you know, he's playing with Steph and, and Clay. You don't win four championships without having a game. So I'm not putting Draymond Green in the, the whole villain thing. Because he has accolades to back up. Yeah, but he plays dirty. Rodman wasn't a dirty player. Rodman was just a. I don't. I thought he was. You could ask the mailman if he's if he's dirty. Oh, he just tangled up with mailman. I thought he was. I thought he was brilliant. You could could ask the cameraman if if he's. Well, no, that was wrong. That was okay. Yes, but Draymond is kicking people on the floor. Draymond's a villain. He's a great – he's a very good player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a Hall – he has game to back it up. Yeah. He's going into the Hall. Yeah. Dylan Brooks is not going into the Hall. Okay, why doesn't Dylan Brooks just if, – if you want to talk trash about LeBron or disrespect him, don't then not talk to the media and then blame the media for how you're viewed by, you know, the officials and, you know, the public in general. Uh Theodore, first let me say this. I think that was a brilliant move by Dylan Brooks. I really do. That it was brilliant because oh. what he was what he was trying to do 
was blow up the whole Lakers game plan because he thought oh, yeah. he could get LeBron to fall for the bait. He thought LeBron was going to fall for the bait, try to come out, be aggressive, and get away from the game plan, which is to force feed Anthony Davis because the Lakers are only going to go as far as Anthony Davis will take him. As great as LeBron is, the greatest player of his generation, top three, top two player of all time. He was trying to get him to rip up the game plan, come after me, and for the Lakers to go away, and LeBron didn't fall for it, and you saw the beat down they put on on the Grizzlies. So actually, it was a brilliant play by Brooks to come out and, and, and do all this and say all that. Well, you can say it. LeBron wasn't going to fall for it, and I said that on the show. He doesn't care about Dylan Brooks, and the game plan is not to put up 40 on him. He's Correct. Been, yeah. It's 30... 12 and 8. Yes. Yeah. That, Anthony that, Davis can put up 40, and that would be yes. part of the game plan here. Uh, yes. How does this play out tonight? Lakers. Well, here's the thing. I, I think Jaw and the Grizzlies figured out something, especially in the fourth quarter, that they've got to play. The pace has to be much higher. And when you were getting beat down like that in the first half, it was a humbling experience. And I think the Grizzlies figured out we got to play faster. And Jaw looked good. I mean, 22 consecutive points. But can he do that for an extended period of time for 48 and then make, and then make shots? Um, it's all in the Lakers' court, right? I mean, this is a chance for you to – uh, squeeze hold of this series, go up 3-1. Um, it is going to be a fantastic matchup. you got to win this game. you got to win this game. If you're the Lakers, you, this is it. Because you don't want to go back. And by the way, we are calling Game 5 back in Memphis, so I'm looking forward to that. So selfishly, it would be nice if Memphis won and it was 2-2. But if the Lakers win and go up 3-1, it's, obviously it's a must win for, for the Grizzlies. You got game four tonight, Miami against the Bucks. And do you know if Giannis is playing? We do not know. I would assume he is because very much the same way we were just talking about Memphis and the Lakers. Tonight's the night. This is it for the overall number one seed in the playoffs, the, the Milwaukee Bucks. Because if you lose tonight and go down 3-1, teams that are down 3-1 have gone on to win 95% of the time. So I would assume in my heart that Giannis plays tonight. Also questionable tonight for the Heat is Jimmy Butler. I think he hurt his glute um, in game three. So that's going to be something that they're going to monitor. But all the chips, if, if we're playing poker, if you're Milwaukee, all the chips have to be in the center of the table tonight. And I think Giannis plays tonight and because they can't afford to go down 3-1 because it's a wrap. The Warriors and the Kings, uh, the Warriors gave Sacramento everything and Sacramento went toe-to-toe with them, which has to be encouraging for them going back home. What do you take away from this series so far after four games? Be careful what you ask and wish for because leading up to these playoffs, everyone was trying to get in line, and the Warriors will admit to this, to get that number six seed so they could go against the green Sacramento Kings who hadn't been in the playoffs for 17 years. And I kept telling people, be careful what you wish for because they've got two things going for them. They're hungry 
and they've got youth on their side. So I knew going against Golden State, they've got a head coach who knows every bit of that organization inside and out in Mike Brown. And they've got a guy in De'Aaron Fox, speed kills. And that's always been the problem with, in, in terms of players that has generally given the Warriors problems. So De'Aaron Fox was going to be a problem for them. And Sabonis has been okay, but it's been the Malik Monks. Murray had a signing last night. Those guys, uh, Davion Mitchell, those guys have really put the hammer down. And I see this going seven because that missed shot by Barnes yesterday, yeah. that could have been the end of the dynasty. And I'm going to – and people don't talk about this a lot about Stephen Curry, as great as he is, the greatest shooter our game has ever seen. I want people to give him credit on that last play defensively. He started off on Fox, kept him in front, made him give up the ball when Draymond Green came over and challenged Barnes for that shot. People want to talk about the offense. I just want to give Curry love defensively. That was his best stop arguably ever in his career on that last play. Reggie Miller, Hall of Famer. He'll be on the call in Miami. Bucks in the heat. This just in from Shams. Giannis will be in the lineup tonight, barring any setbacks. Game two and three, he missed those with a lower back contusion. Hey, well, here we go. Because let's say this. We did game one, Kevin and I, and even when he went down, Miami was in control of that game in the first quarter. And who's ever won the first quarter has won the games. Game one, it was Miami. Game two, Milwaukee won the first quarter. Game three, it was all Miami. So here we are tonight. You've got the two-time MVP, a finals MVP. Hasn't played the last really two and a half games because he only played maybe a quarter in game one. Um, let's see what his health is. He only knows how to play one way, right? with reckless abandon. So you know he's going to be hitting the deck. How does he respond to that, Theodore? How does he respond to the contact and the physical play? And the bigger question is, can Miami continue to shoot the basketball this well? 55% from the field. They're shooting 50% from three. This offense has been terrible yeah. all season long. And now in three games here in the first round, they found their offense. Can they continue to shoot the basketball well? Are you all in on the Knicks? Uh, in this first round, I am. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I had picked them to beat Cleveland in the first round, just for the simple fact, three of the five starters for Cleveland, zero playoff experience. And it, it looks like that. They look like deer in, in headlights, especially playing in the Mecca. And if you're not ready for the Mecca, it'll eat you up. And that's exactly what that Knicks fan base and team has done. So I knew the Knicks would win this first round. I'm more interested to see how they will form in the second round versus either one of these teams, Miami or Milwaukee. That would be a fun series to call and watch. I've been bringing this up with NBA guests here the last two weeks. I don't know why I'm fixated on it, but how will history remember Kawhi Leonard? Well, you know what? You can't erase two championships, one with a organization that was used to winning with the Spurs, and he was more so known as a defender on that team, but that's why he won finals MVP. 
because of the work he did against LeBron. But look, that Toronto run came out of nowhere, right? No one expected that. And again, I know Golden State, they had injuries during that. And what if, what if KD didn't get hurt? What if uh, Clay didn't get hurt? But you can't control that. You can only control what I do, what they did. They ended up winning the championship. Um, it hurts because I love Kawhi. And I know how much of a competitor he is. But again, the game of basketball is not like a light switch. You can't just turn it on and turn it off when you want. I've never been a big fan, proponent of load management. I'm somewhat old school. You, If you're able to play, you play because that's the way you condition your body. And him not playing a certain amount of games and then you got to quickly turn it on. It's a shock to the system. It's a shock to the body. I'm not saying that's what led to this injury, but the basketball gods know. And if you can play, play. That's kind of what I'm saying. But do you think that he has not, it's not fair to describe it this way, but played through injury to play, actually. It's almost like he needs to be right. a certain percent that, that this, hey, I'm, I might play 60 games this year. That's the plan. Instead of playing, I could play maybe 65 to 68, but I might not be, you know, 100%, 80%. I can only speak to myself, and this is how I always view things and in injuries when I would have a turn ankle or whatever. Me at 70, 75%, 80% is better than a lot of shooting guards at 100%. That's how I felt in my head. Kawhi Leonard at whatever percent you play at, would be better than most small forwards slash power forwards at any percent. That would be the only thing I would say to that because he is too good, too talented. And at times, no one is 100% this time of year. You've got to be able to play through it. That, to me, that's why you've got to be mentally strong to play through it, Theodore. Well, will history be kinder to Dwayne Wade or Kawhi Leonard? Definitely Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade played through injuries, right? Okay. They made a commercial about that. Fall down six times, get up seven. They made commercials about that. Better player. Well, Dwayne has more championships, right? Three to two, I believe, right? Who do you want starting for you? Playoff game. Between between those two? Give me Flash. You take Dwayne Wade over Kawhi. Give me Flash. Okay. What about if I gave you Nowitzki? Over Wade Dirk? or or Kawhi. Wade or are you gonna tell me who the rest of my team is? <laughs> no, that's your star, that's your leader. Game seven, playoff. Gimme flash. Okay. Gimme flash. That dude, gimme flash, man. I think I'd take Kawhi. Healthy. In game seven? Yeah, healthy Kawhi. Now, he won't be there for game five or game six, but game seven, <laughs> he's, he's going to be there for game seven, and I'm going to take him in game seven. Man, give me give me Dwayne Wade when he won his first championship over Dallas. Without LeBron, without Chris Bosh, give me that dude. I'll take that dude versus anyone. Are you sold on the Suns? I am. It's theirs to lose. But how fun is that second-round matchup going to be with Denver? Is it going to be fun? 
Uh, yeah, because here's the thing. They're going to have to find an answer for Jokic. Well, they're not the going to have an answer. They're not going to have an answer for him. It's just Denver has to show up as a team. And that's, that's where I get nervous because I don't K- know. KCP, Aaron Gordon, uh, Jamal. Bruce Brown. They've got three guys that are going to have to defend Booker and KD. Uh, I think their their depth has helped them. Um, I think it's going to be a great uh, – that's going to be a six, seven-game series. Durant, but, but I'm still going with Phoenix. But is Phoenix led by Booker or led by KD? To to your point, in a game seven, Kevin Durant. Okay, he's the best player. He'll always be the best player on the floor between the two teams. Steph Curry had a uh, bad moment there yesterday. What do you mean? The timeout. What are you talking about? He called a timeout and they didn't have a timeout again. Well, he, he, he pulled a Weber? Is that no, what you're saying? it's not a Weber because Weber was in a national title game. <laughs> this is a playoff game. Don't you have a coach whose job is to tell yes. you? And it's not the head coach. You have an assistant coach whose job is to tell you how many timeouts. Has nothing to do with coaches. Curry should know better. He should. You're right. He should know better. Yeah, yes. Has nothing to yes, do with should. a coach telling him, on the way, we have no timeouts. All players know your timeout situation. So let's not say this is a coach's fault for not telling one of the greatest players of all time that you had a timeout. No. I'm going to so, I'm gonna have one of our guys do an impression. You tell me if you know who this is, okay? Gotcha. All right. A monster dunk by Giannis. Don't you worry about his back. The Greek freak is back. Milwaukee was down 6-1 at the start and are now on a 12-2 run. 13-8 bucks with 7.36 left in the first. Eric Spolster wants to talk things over. We'll step aside and pay some bills. You're watching exclusive coverage of the Eastern Conference playoffs on TNT. That's my guy, the voice. <laughs> that is my – first of all, you, where's your up high, down hard? Or they're playing Twister on the floor. Come on now. Uh, That's the voice, Kevin Harlan. I think Fritzy sounds more like Kevin Harlan than Kevin Harlan does. There. Just saying. <laughs> Man, see, imitation is the sincerest form, right? Yes, it is. How's, okay. the, how's the family? The, the family is great, and they say hello. They're excited that we're starting our month-and-a-half journey. Dan S., we're back together. It's going to be a great playoff run. Polly, cue the music. No, 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 we, on, we can't. We, we, we got one that, that the edited version is what we need. Cue the music, Polly. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, we got to get out before uh, LL Cool yeah. J slips one by the goalie again. Uh, he'll be on the call, the Bucks and the Heat tonight. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.